When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, we start Super Cross Talk by me reading the thing. I was supposed to read the last segment. Game of Games is powered by Call Jacob. Winning matters. That's why after an accident, you got to go to calljacob.com or call 844-24-JACOB. That's 844-24-JACOB. Shadano, I hear you were at the game calling the game yesterday for ESPN, right? I did, me and Kirk Morrison, and it was I feel like we were the loudest people in there. It was like a library in there. <laughs> it was, well, there was not much to cheer about, uh, Sedano. Not How about much. Sam Lagana? Did Sam not do a good job of uh, I mean, no, he up did. the crowd? All the, you know, like uh, stuff that surrounded the pomp and circumstance, uh, Sam Lagana's, all the music they blare in, the DJ or whatever, like all that stuff was loud. But the fans, I mean, come on, just get up and get going. Like, you know, I, I understand the team stinks, but get behind them a little well, bit. Well, I'm a stand up and cheer on every third down guy. And the third people behind me, I'm, down. Like, I, I'm like, man, woo, I'm doing whatever I can to make some noise. Um, and they're like, sit down. And they're like, calm, <laughs> right. calm you, down. Mind, sir? It's just another bubble screen. It's the wolf <laughs> yeah i was super disappointed in that game because the first drive uh for the rams they look great yeah well it was on the script and then they got off the script and it was a disaster yeah wolford uh was ad-libbing and it was not good at all um yeah. it, it was uh, you know it's it's hard we were talking about this i mean the lakers won last night which is great they're three and ten Ooh, sounds awful. <laughs> Which was great. I was going to say, is now. it though? I mean, They're I guess. They're 3-10. Yeah. They've but, improved to 3-10. and 10. But how do you watch games when the teams aren't good? Like, where does that sit in your head? Like, I'm going to be back there, I think, to see the Rams in Seattle on December the 4th. Mm-hmm. It's not – we're not going to be in it. Uh, I have no illusions that we're going to beat Kansas City at Kansas City or any of that stuff that's coming up. So how do you how do you be a fan? I mean, that's actually being part of a fan is rooting when your team stinks and even knowing that the chances are that they're going to lose every time. That's what being a real fan is. Um, you go. That's why they, you know, everyone always gives credit to like the Cubs fans. They call them lovable losers, yeah. right? Like they were there every day, no matter what, knowing that their team was probably going to lose two out of every three times. But here's the thing. We're used to winning. I get you're used to winning, but that's not always normal. And by the way, um, you know, I, the Rams have done a lot of winning under Sean McVay. I get that. Ton, yeah. Um, but with the Lakers, if you look at it, what is it? Seven of the last nine years, they haven't even made the playoffs. So, I mean, I, I get that historically the Lakers are the crown jewel of the NBA, and I'm the first to say that. But the recent evidence shows that there's been a lot of losing around here with that franchise. But, Mace, go back to the original premise, which is how do you become or how do you keep involved, engaged as a fan right. when you have no expectations? See, i got to look for storylines. For example, the Raiders. I'm now watching the Raiders to just see how far down it goes from here. Mm. Okay, or Yeah, but you're watching that from a talk show host correct. perspective. Correct. No, I'm a story guy. Right, so that's, but so as a fan, a fan I'm a, not, I'm a fan stories. Yeah. yeah, right. So that's just it. Is, is I, I'm going to get at that, which is I'm not typical, hardcore, one-team guy. I'm looking for a storyline. So for the Raiders, I've now got a storyline. For the Chargers, I have a storyline. Um, 
in some ways for the Rams, I guess I do have a storyline. You go from Super Bowl champions to last place in your division and not likely to make the playoffs. I mean, how much worse can it get? So, I mean, looking for a storyline here, guys. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, Cooper Cup had that injury, and I there's I've not seen any reporting on what Cooper Cup's deal is, or you know, it, it looked bad. It looked bad to me, but I'm like. You know, the next meaningful game Cooper Cup is going to play is next September. So right. I, you, I wouldn't blame at all. I, I would I would say, Coop, you're awesome. Take the year off. Well, by the way, a lot of people look at their schedule. And, 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 they and go, by the way, it's, he it's may have over. no choice. He may not have no choice. I think if you're, a, if you're a fan of the Rams right now, the way you're describing this season, if you're going to pack it in for Cooper Cup, if you're not going to rush Matthew Stafford to get back, you start looking at rookies or first-year guys on the roster. Yeah, this is what he said, Kyron Williams. Right. You start and yeah, he played. Him. He actually did okay when he got. Yeah, in. he did. He and did. hopefully, you can feel. It's always tricky with a team like the Rams that is so built to win now, because you're not conditioned to look ahead. You're conditioned to look at what's just right in front of you. And it's been, you know, frankly, it's been a while since Rams fans have felt that much like looking ahead. We don't know how to do that. Well, because the front office had always been trading draft picks for ready-made guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, like Aaron Donald, you know, when he first got drafted by the Rams, like he's one of the few guys in recent Rams history that has been like a look-ahead guy. Yeah. But yeah, look- I, I would say this, Andy, that if I were less need, and sure as hell I'm not, um, I would look to trade anyone that's not named Cup or Donald. And yes. just start the rebuild. Yeah, and by the way, rebuilds can happen. I mean, you get Quickly offensive in the linemen NFL. back yeah. next yeah. year. I mean, all it's it's not it's not the end of the it's the end of the season. It's not the end of the world. Well, but when you say rebuild, though, George, are you talking about long term rebuild or just getting say reinforcements for next season with Matt no, Stafford? No, no, no. The, the, this thing, like, I, I I don't think that this team. I mean, reinforcements. I'd have to look at their cap situation. But I think that they mortgaged their future to win a Super Bowl, so it, it it worked. So congratulations to them. They deserve the the love. They still are the defending champions until someone else hoists a trophy. Uh, and no one will ever forget that they won the Super Bowl, and they did it in a way that was somewhat unprecedented in a lot of ways. But they do have four offensive linemen on injured reserve right now. I, I including that, three maybe. of the guys that were going to start, so it's but, not like it's not like it's a. But were they even rebuild. that good when they were healthy? Yeah, Joe whole? Nopum, I think, is a totally solid left tackle. No, Mace, he was not that good to start this season. Well, he he was only in three games, right? And then the offensive line has stunk since day one. But yeah. you're never really going to know because not only did you lose Whitworth to retirement, but the decimation by injury of this offensive line, you'll never really know what it might have become. No. But but assume for one moment that, it, like what George is saying, that it wasn't going to be any good. When you say trade anybody named on Aaron Donald or Cooper Cup, that goes for Matthew Stafford, too. You know, you got from him what you wanted, which was you got the Super Bowl. And this year, he's been I, elbow injury but number again, one. But again, you, you can't judge Matthew Stafford without saying, yeah, he's been sacked more than any quarterback no, in the league. No, I get that. But, but, but he's not going to get younger and more that's mobile. It. You, and you also, it. That's it. Right you there. also have to judge him. If you're going to be looking to do a rebuild, yeah. you have to make a decision on Matt Stafford because you can't right. rebuild with him on the roster. The problem is this. is there They are committed to – Matthew Stafford cannot be traded in retrospect now that I think about it because I'm looking at his cap number and the dead cap money. 
They can't get rid of him until after the 2025 season. So they well, he's going to be on this team no Let, matter what. Let's look at this. He got a $63 million signing bonus. I'm looking at it. Yeah. yeah he has a base salary of 1.5 this year, base salary of right. 1.5 but you're, next year. If you cut him if you tra- if you cut him after this year, let's just say by accident or trade. Well, him he's away. got 57 million fully guaranteed it's, on March the 23rd. Reading right. Reading now per USA Today, it's at least $24 million through 2022 to 2025 well, in dead money I'm, I'm reading every it right year here. Dead, dead cap money after this year, $63 million. Dead cap money after next year, $49.5 million. Dead cap money after 2024, uh, $36 million. Dead cap money after 2025, $24 million. Yeah. Potential out 2026. Okay, so let's just take a quick timeout here. Okay, timeout. Thank you. So what what you're getting at though is I'm staying on subject here. Okay, Jorge. good, good. Stay stick with it. What I'm what what you're getting at, George, is is that they're now more it, locked into Matthew Stafford today. Yes, than, than they were when they traded for him. Than they thought they were with with Jared Goff at the time. Correct. Yeah. So so therein lies the biggest problem you have because if you think Matthew Stafford between the age of 34 and 37 is going to improve. I would argue that, that that he could, but what I'm seeing from LeBron makes me think that he won't. Well, what, what, you, you threw LeBron in there. Yeah, well, he loves to throw in LeBron old. in these. No, but I understand Just, what Cap yeah, is actually getting at. I understand what Kaplan <laughs> means you, because you, you're talking about predicting how long a window stays open. <laughs> right. uh, hold on, hold on, Mason. Thank you for feeling exactly the same way I do every day. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so LeBron just came out of nowhere. Well, yeah, he's, just, he's gotten older, and I didn't think he was going to get older and, right. and get hurt can, and break down all the time. You, you can, didn't? Yeah, Cap no. didn't think that that would happen, that he no, wasn't going to be a human really? being. You thought yeah. that he was some sort of superhuman Marvel character? Precisely, correct. Superhuman is the word I use. Yeah, I'm not ready to sail on Matthew Stafford. I mean, you were last. He's going to be third. I, I did have a bad losses. month, yeah, that November. <laughs> but I saw, but I, I, you know, I saw him win the Super Bowl. He's only going to be thirty-five years old. Yeah, so I it's age it, thirty-five, but, but thirty-six, and thirty-seven. He, he, a lot of productive quarterbacks he, he, at those ages. Uh, are there a lot though? I mean, we we base this off of Tom Brady, and Tom Brady may be the outlier yep. because of his kale pajamas. Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, these yeah, guys. Yeah, but are what, all... Drew Brees was not that good late in his career. Like he, he actually was propped up by a lot of really good I, weapons. I think we've come to think of more guys older as better than they were Correct. because we see Tom Brady and we get blinded by that. Like you, like LeBron, in certain ways, becomes almost like a victim of his own baseline. Like in some ways, you see LeBron yes. is more superhuman yeah. than he actually is, just because he's still doing it. Yeah. Uh, the last three years of Drew Brees, all under 4,000 yards. And and in today's NFL, you should be able to throw 4,000 yards. the question yards is, if, did they win? Uh, I mean, they yeah, they won they because they had a great team around him. Right. I mean, I see, to me, that's... But he was not the quarterback he was anymore those last three. Yeah, I, I, let's let's pivot to on. Cappy's point. Depressing. By the way, you know, the <laughs> the club that I that I go to at the at SoFi, excellent shrimp yesterday. Really? You I'm, like the food there, huh? I'm there. Well, People complain about the food there. Yeah, I, I don't, but I hear it. I, I get to go to a special place. Oh, where the food you're so is, special. Where the food is good. Yeah. Um, I, I've not eaten outside the stadium. I don't know outside of that club what the food is like, but everybody seems to hate it. The shrimp is grilled. The shrimp is grilled. It's yeah. delicious on a taco with some ta- oh, some jalapeno. It's really Let's delicious. talk about the cookies. Oh, and the cookies. The cookies were oatmeal cookies. They were like an inch thick, and the raisins were like big grapes in there. It was so <laughs> By good. the end of this season, these cookies are going to be like 10 inches <laughs> thick. That's it's going to be lobster tacos. So we were talking a little bit earlier. There was a study. A stupid one, nonetheless, uh, where uh, they tested people to see if money can buy happiness. 
Oh, well. So <laughs> they do this. Let me hear the Okay, test. so here's, this, here's the way the study works. Uh, a study published Monday, uh, journal PNAS, looked at the effects of giving 200 people a one-time sum of $10,000. The money, which came from two anonymous blah, blah, blah. Participants who got the money were required to spend all of it within three months. They recorded how happy they felt on a monthly basis, as did a control group of 100 people that did not get any money. The researchers measured happiness by having people rate how satisfied they were with their lives on a scale of one to seven. As it turns out, uh, the people that got the $10,000 happier (laughs) than the people who were part of the control group who didn't get a damn dime. But the question is raised, do you think money can buy happiness? Because I know a lot of miserable rich people. Okay, here's what I would say. I think all of this, like anything in life, is is based on degrees, right? Yeah, yeah, of course, if you... Money... Financial woes are arguably the largest uh, cause of stress, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera, Absolutely. et cetera. So if you, have, um, if you have a lot of money, then you have less of those potential anxieties of, oh, my God, can I buy my kids uh, food and clothes? Put them through and, college. Right, all, all that, that stuff, stuff yeah. right? But as uh, you know, Biggie once said, more money, more problems. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. um, there's that, too. There, the, the problems are also different in that regard. Um, albeit not the the life-threatening stresses that people who don't have a lot of money have. Right. Cappy, what about you? I think you can buy happiness. You do? Yeah, just I outright? Do. Yeah, I think Purchase. You can buy it. It's got a yeah. price tag. Yeah. I think... Um, you, well, you just about, hate king everyone. That's why. Yes, that could be true. Um, but, it, Mace, I'm with you. I, I know plenty of people who are wealthy who are miserable because yep. they've made themselves miserable. And I also know plenty of other people that are really, really wealthy that just love life. They're like, I got the greatest life on the planet. I don't have to wake up in the morning. I don't have to worry about what job I'm going to. I can take my private jet wherever I want. I am living the life, baby. Money is the last thing on my mind. I got plenty of it, and I'm never going to run out of it. And gosh, if you're feeling like that, that's a happy guy right there. Can be. Yeah, I don't think money guarantees you happiness. That's a good way to put it. It lays down a great foundation. Yeah. Like if you're seeking happiness, it's a lot easier to seek it from a place of having money than not having money. You know, I I got a delivery from, I guess, UPS or Amazon, I think. What was uh, it? We'll tell you who delivered it. I can't because it was a gift. Oh. Um, Actually, you know what it was? It was from from Etsy. Oh, know, yeah. Et, do you know Etsy? My wife yeah. orders from Etsy yeah. constantly. Yeah, so it was probably UPS. Okay. So, and I, ta- I I happened to be there when the driver came up and struck up a conversation, and he recognized the name and blah, 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 and I thought, man, that guy works so hard. There are so many people working so hard, especially I, a lot of the drivers and delivery people and UPS and Amazon drivers and all that stuff, and I, I've said this before. It's amazing the number of times I'll go by a, a truck, a delivery truck, and I'll hear the station. Like in the afternoon, mm-hmm. I'll, I heard somebody playing uh, Shadano and oh, Cappy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in that world. But yeah, so here we are. We all have, is it fair to say we all have enough money? Oh, yeah. I, I, I would say no. that. And, and no. shout out Cappy. Cappy no. never feels like he has enough. He wants answer is no. You always um, want more. But, well, but, but uh, Cappy, uh, but, uh, Mace, to your point, I agree. I hear uh, we have a lot of really loyal listeners yes. like, in that sense. And like shout out to my UPS driver, Big Zoe, uh, who's out there always. Up, uh, Big Zoe, know. shout out. Yeah, man. Um, 
it, but you're right. Like I, I, I don't feel like I have those worries, right? Like I can, I am, you know, I'm saving for my kids for college, right? Like I can pay my bills. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I just look at it this way. If you would have told me 20 years ago that this would be my life, I would say, I'll oh, get the hell out of here. You're crazy. I, I wouldn't even believe it. So um, I kind of try to look at it through that prism as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I remember signing my first morning drive contract for $28,000. Oh, my year. God. Yeah. And yeah. My I, first and one, I thought, under, like 30 wow. something grand. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. I thought, wow, I made it. Morning yeah. drive and $28,000. But, but Cappy, Cappy's at least honest. He's greedy as a mofo. Yeah. Greedy. <laughs> it's, not about, it, it's not about greed. It's just, that, you know, when you had a lot of things happen, you know, first of all, when you have four kids. Yeah. That's true. Um, and then secondly, when you go through a divorce. Yeah. When you have a business blow up on you. I yeah. mean, there's a lot of things that have happened. You know, just, it's just the way it goes, right? I mean, you go year after year after year, things happen. Some years are good, some years are bad. And I had a few things happen kind of all at the exact same time. So I don't know about everybody else, but have you ever had to go through a rebuild? I'm talking like in a grown oh, adult rebuild. Oh, you mean rebuild. absolutely. An adult rebuild. Yep. Yeah. Like a grown adult start from ground zero yeah. all over again rebuild. Yeah. Like there's no more bar mitzvah money left, you know, to buy something. Right. You know, when I'm fresh out of college that my mother's been saving for all these you years. You know what no. you need? You need Scott, a Scott, you got to keep your bar mitzvah money. Yeah. You, right. She you did. Need, you need a Kickstarter campaign, Cappy. Do I? A GoFundMe? <laughs> GoFundMe. Yeah, that'd be wonderful. <laughs> for restarting. Who's going to um, do that for me? So, you know, somebody in the circle of trust probably will. Uh, all right, that's, <laughs> it, that's it for us. We're back tomorrow at 1. Actually, big Wow, news. this went fast. Ireland actually. is back tomorrow. What? Yeah, he's coming back. Is he feeling back. okay? Are you texting him enough? Texting him every single day I like tried. a normal person would do with their okay. friends. Okay, good. Yeah, so As I, am I. Good. I've not texted him once. You should probably check in. I mean, I don't know. He didn't text me to let me know he had COVID. So For should appearance I, sake. He, he I mean, tweeted it. That's true. He tweeted it? Yeah, he tweeted it. He did tweet it. He's in uh, health you know, But he's protocols. not on my, like, he's not like a Ramona who's on, like, my alerts. Right? Have you sure. muted Ireland? You guys are in the league. Yeah. No, no, no. But I only have, like, like I have alerts for, like, newsbreakers, you know? So, you know, Ramona's so, in that category. No Ireland. Wow. Ireland's not a newsbreaker. Wow. Wow. I doubt. Uh, that's it for us. We're back tomorrow at 1 with John Ireland. Uh, in the meantime, I want to let you know that Supercross Talk is brought to you by Coors Light, keeping Southern California chill all year long. Uh, coming up next for you, Shadano and Cappy. Lots of stupidity right here. 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Boom, ba-da-boom, boom. Ding, da-da-ding. Da-da-da. Boom, ba-da-boom. Boom, ba-da-boom.
do da da da. I thought we were going to alternate there. I just had I mean, a I don't feeling. know. I thought you I were going to go too. That's why we were I was gonna, kind of yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just had this feeling go. we were going to alternate back go, and forth. And you go again, yeah. and then I go. You have been on a serious grind, dude. Uh, Thursday, we left Bastard's Canteen. Yep. You took off right away because you said you had a 5.30 a.m. flight, right? Yep. Me, I wound up staying there with everybody that wanted to stay. We were pouring beers and drinking beers and cheers in and having a great time until I finally had to peace out of there. So from where I saw you last to today, tell me where you've been because you've been working it, man. So I went uh, across the country um, to do a college football game, an HBCU championship game, which was fun. Who was playing? uh, It was Benedict and Tuskegee. Tuskegee is the most winningest HBCU. Okay. And uh, they lost in this particular game. Tuskegee lost. They did. They did. They they are the second most uh, wins in Division II history, regardless of what uh, classification, HBCU or not. They're Mm -hmm. uh, a very storied college football team. Division uh, II college football, huh? What's that? Division two college football? Division two championship. How'd yeah. you like it? Uh, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. It reminded me of kind of the old days when I was doing Sunbelt football back in the day. Isn't it great to see kids and coaches and fans not at the USC, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia, you know, that sort of big yeah, time it was cool. level? It Isn't was that cool. cool? It, it, it was fun. a whole different fun uh, for sure. Then I f- immediately drove back to Charlotte to fly back to do this Rams game. The Rams game yesterday... I was super pumped to do it with Kirk. Uh, Kirk was fantastic. Um, Not that I was surprised by any stretch of the imagination because he's always fantastic. But he and I obviously have a a long history together. So it was just like, uh, you know, we'd never worked together, but it sounded like we'd worked together forever, it felt like. Mm -hmm. Um, And because we kind of have in a different way. But it it was fun. And then... After that first drive for each team, it was like I was in a library doing a game for a while. It was just so quiet. Well, how many people would you estimate were there? I mean, was it really a, a crowded, packed house yesterday? I don't. Th- it wasn't sold out. I mean, in regards to his fannies in the seats, it might have been like it might have been sold out, but there was not a full crowd. Like yeah. no. I mean, George, um, and they, it's and, tough though. The energy, yeah. like when you're when you're going to a game like that, and at the beginning of the season, you're putting those two teams together, and you're going, okay, this is a big game. Yeah, right. And then by the time you get to the game, both starting quarterbacks are out. How do you think I felt calling? Oh, dude, I can only imagine. Did you use I mean, what we talked about last week, where it was like, hey, the last time Wolford started was against these same Arizona Cardinals in this same state? Did you use all that stuff? I did, I with? did, and Kirk obviously helped along with that because he was very familiar with that too. So yeah, okay. I was going to say, work? Cappy, didn't you listen to it? I did not. No, I no, did he not. did not. Nope, I did not. I listened to a little. I know when Cappy's listening because he'll text during. Yeah, yeah, that's true. No, yesterday I had three games going at the same time. I had the Green Bay-Dallas game on one TV. I had the Rams-Cardinals on the middle TV. And then I had the Raiders over here against the Colts on the third TV. Oh, my God, what a disaster, the Raiders. We'll get to them in a little Mm -hmm. bit. So I was watching. I didn't listen. Sorry, George. I listened for a little bit, and I think you sounded great. Well, thank you. I did wish you a good broadcast earlier in the day on some social media platform. I don't remember which one it was. Instagram. Have, Have a great call, pal. (laughs) <laughs> I'll be over here drinking beers and watching games. You did. You did. That. So Rachel let you stay late at Bastard's Cantina and let you watch football this weekend. Wow. Yeah, it was good. It was one of those weekends where I was standing at this bar and all three games were on that I wanted to watch, but she had some friends that were there, so they were over doing their own thing. I was like, this is great. She's fine. She's happy. She got friends, and I got every game I want to see all simultaneously. So, yes, I was allowed this weekend, George, to watch games. Wait, what wow. about the time that you missed the end of ending of the Bills-Vikings game because you said you went for a run? Yeah, you yes, went for that's a run. Right. I saw yeah. that on the text chat. 
Did she make you, you go for a run? Was she no, like, what the hell's wrong with Scott, you? Scott, you had too many carbs today. Wait, you better go for a run. Who leaves during the witching hour? What's I, wrong with you? Guys, I'll tell you right now. I, uh, I, I desperately wanted to try to get back out and do some running. I'm paying for it substantially today. Well, it why wasn't didn't you go that before long. the games started? Well, okay. You see, now this is a very good question by you, oh, George Sedano. Yeah. Very, very good I always good love question. how you stall. That's like yeah. one of your no, best stall-tastics. No stall. Tactics. I'm going to tell you what happened. It's a good yeah. question. Yeah. I wanted to go for the run at 8.30 in the morning. Uh-huh. Rachel's like, no, not at oh, 8.30 boy. in the morning. Here no. we go. No, she's like, no, we, you know, we don't Here get we to go. sleep in the same bed together, but maybe once or twice a week. Yeah. We wake up on Sunday morning. We have coffee together. We go out for our <laughs> walk. We get done with our walk. We go for breakfast. We have mimosas. She's like, and then I go for a nap. When I go for a nap, that's when you go for a run. Wow. This yeah. is, hold on. Where's that whip sound that Laura likes to use? Oh my God. Are you serious? That's how it went down? Okay, sort of, kind of. My buddy who I was supposed to run with at 8.30 in the morning, he had something he had to do with his kid, and he had to postpone it until later in the day. And I yeah. desperately, desperately wanted to go for this run. So, yeah. yes, it's true. Witching hour. I took off. I missed what happened during that uh, Buffalo-Minnesota game, only to come back and rewind it all, to watch it all, to see what was probably the greatest game of this season so far, and maybe one of the best regular season, most bizarre regular season games you'll ever see. And the way that thing ended with Josh Allen fumbling and Minnesota scoring when they couldn't score on fourth and goal, and then the way Buffalo winds up driving down the field to tie the game. It was incredible. Great game. But I did go for a run. <laughs> and I am hurting it's really only the, bad. Why are you hurting? Oh, dude, I haven't run in so long. Oh. And I am super sore. Yeah. And the longer I sit, Lindsay, every time I stand up, my knees make these crackling sounds. Ew. That's not good. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah, I mean, mine's done that for years. It's. Do you good. ever have you ever tried uh, standing while you're bro. working? I have, and I do like to stand while we while we are on the air, but um, I haven't been recently. You haven't. You don't have one of those standing desks like I Lindsay do. had at the uh, the remote. Listen, you guys can make one. fun of me for that, but you know what? I, have I don't back make fun of you. No, I have one of those from like I'm, slouching over yeah, with I think my it's laptop. Great. I, yeah. You know what? I'm going to try and do it right now. It helps. It helps yeah. a lot. Um. So on a scale of one. To 10. 10 being time to pack it in. Where are the Rams right now? They're in a 9. Yeah. They're not completely at pack it in mode because if you're trying to be a an optimist, you would look at the schedule and you would say there are winnable games on the horizon and they're not mathematically eliminated. You would yeah. also say... I think the Niners are good, but their record isn't great so far. Yeah, but they're way better than the Rams. Right. And I but I don't necessarily know for sure if I buy Seattle yet. So But here's not, what I would say about Seattle. Well, I don't buy them as like a real contender out of the NFC. Like, um, I still think they can make the playoffs and they got a good running game, and that's what translates here now late in the season. Well, I'm trying to like I said, I'm trying to come to you from the optimistic standpoint. Yeah. Which I is, don't have a lot of optimism. Well, nor do I. That's why I'm at yeah. a nine with the Rams. I'm not at a complete yeah. ten flat line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm at a nine where if you look at this schedule, you go, they can beat the Saints. Well, why? Why do you think they can beat the Saints in New Orleans? Okay, fine, let's say they do. Then they go to Kansas City. They got no chance. No. Then they come home and they've got Seattle. And then they've got the Raiders at home. So, right. you know, could you say three of the next four are potentially winnable? Sure, you could say that. But do you I, believe it? Not really. Yeah, me neither. Not really. Th- that's just the reality of it. Hey, coming up next, could the Lakers be? We'll do that same uh, exercise of the Lakers. One to ten. Ten being pack it in. I know it's a much longer season at this point for the Lakers. But there is a victory yesterday. And I heard Mason say it's a good thing. And yes, 
on the surface, it's good. But I'm still really annoyed about one thing in particular, despite yesterday's performance. You want to know what that is? I do. Okay, well, I will tell you in, in just a few moments. Plus, don't forget, Million Dollar Monday today, 710 ESPN is the only station giving you a chance to win a million bucks. It's not a national contest. When you hear the cue to call, be caller seven, win two tickets to Ram Seahawks that Cappy just mentioned a second ago on December 4th and a shot at a million bucks. If you win those tickets and you're the caller number seven person, uh, you basically just give us your Super Bowl prediction, the two teams and the score for each team. If you nail it, Cappy's going to go knock on your door and give you a million bucks. So listen every day for your chance to win on Million Dollar Mondays. Coming up, we'll uh, get into the Lakers and why I'm still annoyed at them next. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Buck a bum bum, buck a bum bum. Ow! Chick a bum bum bum. Annie, are you okay? Are you okay, Cappy? Cappy, are you okay? Are you okay? Are you okay, Cappy? Yo, Cappy. Y'all standing right now. Lindsay got me inspired. I'm standing up. Cappy, are you okay? Cappy, are you okay? No, I'm are you not okay. Cappy, Cappy, are you okay? I told you I'm not okay. I'm sore. Yeah, I know. Because you're old. Well, no. I mean, listen, it happens to all of us. I'm old. And you're yeah, older I'm, than me. I know. I'm going to get myself back into shape, though. Once I got the, the bug for running, now I'm, I'm back. Just like that. It is I'm November back. 14th. Yeah. I remember hearing back on, like, August 14th that you were going to get in shape. Haven't done that yet. Uh, have not done that. Yeah. Not so now that. the holidays are coming. How far are we? Are we 10 days away from Thanksgiving? Yes, yeah, next Thursday. Yeah. yeah. Bad time to start, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I know, but it was so good. I know. And l- then Lindsay was giving me a hard time yesterday. Said, you giving you a hard time game? about what? She's like, you left this game for a run? I'm like, yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay, well, Chris I was turned it off too. for a minute because I thought it was over. Yeah. I mean, I saw. Like I it. thought it was over because the Bills Twitter account tweeted like, whatever it was, like a game over, Bills defensive stop. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna turn it off. You better run the clock off. Nope, that's not what happened. No, that is not what happened. Actually, it was a crazy day yesterday around the NFL. I know we started talking about the Rams and George. I know you want to get into the Lakers, and I do too. But yeah. just the whole day yesterday, the way that Green Bay came back against Dallas. And now they're still alive. Uh, Tampa Bay, second straight win. People now think they're alive. Buffalo losing to Minnesota. Everybody thinks Minnesota's good now. Maybe questioning a little bit about Buffalo after back-to-back losses to the Jets and the Vikings. The Raiders getting beat yesterday by Jeff Saturday. First time. I, mean, I could keep going, but it was a crazy day yesterday. 
It was an insane day, which we'll get to uh, in just a moment. We will absolutely get to all of this because I feel like even beyond just the local teams or whatever, the teams that we deem local, I feel like there's a lot of stuff to get into. But let me get into the Lakers. So Anthony Davis yesterday, incredible. Yes, we can agree? Yep, absolutely. Okay, he had, uh, what was it, 37 and like 18 or something like that? And you know the best number on his entire stat line? What's that? Zero. You know what that stands for? Three-pointers. Zero three-point shots attempted, zero three-point shots made. Because that's not what he should be doing, and he's finally starting to get it, I think. Yeah, maybe that's the case. But here's what I'm saying. If you look at uh, his career with the Lakers, it's been, uh, you know, three years now, right? Well, this is year four, I guess. And he has four games of at least 35 and 15, okay? Now, Shaquille O'Neal... Played with the Lakers for 96, 97, 98, 99, 2001, 2003, and then he left in the 0405 season. So that's nine years. Shaq had 26 of those games as a Laker, okay? And granted, again, he was here three times as much or as long as Anthony Davis has been to this point. But Anthony Davis is capable of putting up 35 and 15. Almost on a regular basis, I feel like. Do you see what Joel Embiid has done the last two games, Cappy? Yeah, put up, well, how many was it last night? Was it 56, maybe? 59, I believe. 59, yeah. 59. And you know what mm-hmm. he's put up in 24 hours? Tell me. 101 points. He had 42 the night. Uh, four, yeah, 40, 59 and 52, and 42. Okay? Not well, to mention. Because I was trying to do the math real quick. When you said 101, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Not to mention he had, you know, whatever it was. Uh, you know, a bunch of rebounds, double-digit rebounds. He had, uh, you know, seven, eight assists in each game. And he also had like seven blocks or whatever last night, too. So here's the thing. Anthony Davis is capable of doing what Shaq has done in what I said there, the 35 and 15 games. He's capable of doing what Joel Embiid does. But we don't see it regularly enough. And that drives me up the wall. I want to see Anthony Davis do this all the time. And by the way... Three of the the four times he's done it, three of them have been with LeBron on the floor. So this notion that despite their numbers not being great together, their plus minus not being great together last year in a limited sample size and this year in a limited sample size, he's clearly capable of doing it with LeBron on the floor. So why don't we see more of this? This is what I need to see out of Anthony Davis. And if you're a Lakers fan, you should be begging him. Yo, bro. Go do this. Just dominate, man. That's what you can do. I'm going to answer your question. I think there's a legitimate answer to your question, believe it or not. Okay. Why do we not see this more frequently was the question. And the answer is because he hasn't played enough over the course of the previous seasons to put up these kinds of performances consistently. The best part of what's happening with Anthony Davis right now is whether his back is hurting or anything else is bothering him, he's showing up, he's putting on his uniform, and he's playing every night, and he knows that, hey, LeBron's not going to be available. I have to be the guy that carries it. We talked a lot about this last week, remember? Does he have the personality for it? I've been thinking a lot about this. Maybe one of the reasons we don't see Anthony Davis really doing what Darvin Ham wants, demand the ball. Maybe part of the reason we don't see that is not just pure personality. Maybe he feels like in some way, even if it's subconscious, like I haven't been out here for these last couple of years to put up these kinds of dominant performances to demand the ball. Well, guess what, big man? 
You're out there every night. It's your team right now. Take the ball. I would, you forget how good he was because we haven't seen him play consistently in so long. Now, when you say you think of this, uh, you've been thinking of this often. Like, how often are we talking about? Been putting some hardcore thought into this, George, and I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. last week we had a debate about his Anthony Davis's personality, and yeah. I said that LeBron is such an overbearing you did. Um, personality or just well, figure. he's just he's figure he's exact yeah. presence. Yeah. LeBron James is such an overbearing presence yeah. that maybe even when he's saying to you publicly you be the number one offensive option, it might just be hard for somebody to go, okay, whatever you say, LeBron. So, you know, I've said that LeBron is this overbearing presence, and last night there was no LeBron playing, and Anthony Davis give me the ball. Bring it right here. And then when you have a dominating lead, you're like, okay, I'm done for the night. I'm good. So I don't know if I'm right or wrong. You know, everybody you know, disagreed and said, no, it's not LeBron's fault. I'm not saying it's LeBron's fault. I'm saying that he's such an overbearing presence that a guy like Anthony Davis may not take the ball when we all want him to take the ball. Yeah. I mean, I get it, but, bro, it's time. Like, everybody's telling you it's time. By the way, you know who's happy about that win yesterday and that Anthony Davis was dominant the way he was? Tell me. Russ. Okay. You want to yeah, tell me Russ. why? I mean, he was not very good yesterday. No, he wasn't great. That's for sure. Why I mean, is it that like they all can't be good at the same time? You know, it's always like one guy is really, really good, and either Russ struggles or LeBron struggles or AD struggles. Like they can't all be good at the same time. Why is that? It, it is hard. I would say. Like I, I don't. I, I mean, I'd have to look back. It's only thirteen games, but I have to look to see if there's a game where all three of them have played really well. Um, but I, I don't know if there's one of those. You know. Well, it was a great game for Anthony Davis. I mean, to be 15 for 25 from the field, the way he was able to rebound, he was perfect yeah. on free throws. He didn't waste everybody's time, including his own, by shooting three-point shots. Yeah. So it was a great performance. You know who I thought played good minutes and you're going to think I'm crazy? Not if you tell me Lonnie Walker. No, I mean, that's obvious. He's playing very well. Okay, good. Max like Christie. Lonnie Walker. Max Christie, huh? The rookie. Mm -hmm. He played 21 minutes, only took one shot, but he got nine rebounds. And he was playing defense. That's understanding your role, isn't it? Yeah, that's, hey, I'm just going to do whatever it takes to get on the floor. Matt Ryan should be trying to figure out how he can get on the floor. Six minutes yesterday. Coach, I mean, I get, you know, get, he's a kind of a one-trick pony, bro. Come you on, know what let me I mean? take like, some shots here. Yeah, he's only like a one-trick He's a one -trick pony, though. It's all right. Just let me take a couple shots, coach. Yeah, <laughs> that would be you, though. If you were Matt Ryan, you would be like, how would you go? Would you like move along the bench as guys are subbing in and out? Would you move seats to get like closer to Darvin? Of like, course, how would I'd you handle I'd that? sit right next to him. Yeah. <laughs> Forget, what Wait, but what me? if like the assistant coaches, you just would sit in one of their seats? Yeah. Like when everybody stood up, you know, like when a timeout or whatever, everybody goes to sit back down. It's like musical chairs. I hustle and I sit right next to the head coach. Yeah. You'd be like, hey, coach, I'm here if you're ready. Coach, you I, right. Me. If you need me. You want to bounce anything off of me? Could, Lindsay, could you imagine? That's totally Cappy's move if he was Matt Ryan. Oh, yeah, definitely. Laura, now, would you... Cappy would be a viral sensation if he did that, if he was Matt Ryan and did that in the game and would just keep moving chairs. Cappy, I was going to say no, but you know what? Yeah, he would. You would and you would take it. You'd be the viral sensation. You've oh, hit yeah. the one shot. He loves it. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, oh, you yeah. Would, well, I mean, we know you would embrace it. He'd be like, here you go, sir. Right. Here's your chair, sir. Yeah. And then what if, what happens if, like, LeBron or AD are like, hey, Matt, just, I got to sit there. 
Oh, you guys need to sit here? Oh, okay, that's cool. Sorry, my B. My B. Yeah. Here, you sit right here, King. <laughs> Anything right for here, the King. King. Anything. If the King needs that, hey, King, you sit right here. Yeah. Okay. But the King don't want to sit down because the King got to yell at referees. The King, oh, the got king a coach. was like coaching yesterday. Yeah, I the, loved the, it. Right. The King got a coach. At one point, it's like, I, I wish Darvin Ham would say to LeBron, hey, LeBron, um, I got this. I'm, He's I'm, not doing that. I got the, I'm the head coach. Do you want to role play real quick before we go to break? Go ahead. You want to be LeBron or you want to be Yeah, I'll be, be LeBron. You can be Darvin. Yeah. I like always being LeBron. All right, go ahead. You be LeBron. All right, here's me. Yeah, I'm, but you, I'm don't get, you like it because you don't get to be LeBron that often. All right. All right, I'll be, I'll be Darvin Ham. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. Hey, LeBron. Um, Yo, given, what's up, uh, coach? Yeah, I love the hat, dude. You look so oh, cool thanks, the way you're rocking it yeah. backwards like that. And I that coat you're wearing, what is that? That is suede or something, man? That is dope yeah, yeah, AF. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, Louis Vuitton. Oh, gotcha. Hey, would you yeah. mind um, like sitting down over there and cheering for your teammates? Because I'm over here yelling at the referees and dealing with stuff at the scores table because I'm the coach. I, I, not, you're not the coach because you're not playing. I'm the coach. Can you sit down, please? Um, I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm excited. I'm hyped up. I'm just trying to make sure that I'm being the leader I need to be and keep my teammates involved and understand that I'm there for them. Um, so, you know, I'm just getting hyped, man, watching the game. That's it. It's, you know, and, it's no, LeBron, no, nothing, you know, there's no malice intended here. And, and Mr. James, I want you to be hyped. I want you to be excited. I want you to remain a leader. But when you walk past me on the bench and you're going to communicate with the officials rather than me, you're sort of kind of like kind of taking my, my thing, you know? No, but, you know, when I'm on the floor, these officials know I'm going to be talking to them anyway. So, you know, what's the difference between me talking to them when I'm on the bench? You know, I'm just trying to help you out. No, it's good. I, actually, I, just a thought here would be that um, you don't have to complain about being fouled on every play. Like, like well, it actually maybe, benefits you if I complain yeah, on fouls. Like, like, maybe, like, maybe like yeah. seven out of ten plays you might want to I mean, who complain. are you coaching for? Are you coaching for the other team or are you coaching for us? What's well, no, but, I mean, it's enough already. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. get your head in the game. Let's go. Like, we don't need I to be mean, my head's in the game. The are you saying my head is not in the game? Kind of. That's what I'm saying right now. Yeah. That's yeah. I, then, you know. You're going to fire me? You need to be working at, are you gonna about fire other me? stuff. Are you going to fire me, LeBron? Uh, I'm not going to fire anyone. That's not my decision. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. You're coaching. So, yeah. So well, nice I'm jacket just, LeBron I'm, was wearing. I'm, I'm hyping my teammates. No, you know what? I don't. We're cool, man. You, you want the jacket? You can have it. Right, <laughs> that was a nice coat. He'd really be like, nice that, I can't that ever be, be photographed in this again. That would be what you would do. I have a friend who one time was in her, was was like they were him and uh, someone in the business. I'm not going to say who it was. Say it. They, no, it just I'll just say it. I'll just I'll just tell you the the scenario. There were two people there, and one of them they were interviewing Ludacris at like a red carpet. So Luda. <laughs> of course, that's what you would say. And uh, the, the one guy's asking him like cool, ludicrous questions about his career, blah, blah, blah. And then the other guy just literally stares at his watch and it's like iced up. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And he's like, hey, man, that's a nice watch, man. He's like, oh, man, thank you. And he's like, how much does that cost? And the co-host was like, did you just ask him how much his watch costs? Yeah, because we want to know. Because like, if it's real, you know, it could be like well, you you know, think hundreds it's gonna be of thousands fake? of dollars. You know, and if it's not, because he likes you costume jewelry. You are the same jewelry. person. You are the yeah. same person. Costume you would ask jewelry. him about his watch. Yeah, why not? Oh, why not? my God. Well, I mean, you'd have to understand, George. I wouldn't know anything to ask Ludacris about Ludacris. I'd only know about what I'm looking at. You know what I'm saying? And you could do prep. I mean, I could. I'm not saying you, uh, you could. could. I'm saying that person could have, too. He could have. I mean, if he, he knew they, known, were, they knew they were interviewing Ludacris, so they would have known Ludacris was coming by. That's why I'm See, not. Down I feel with like the if you carpet. knew, you'd at least do a little bit of reading, maybe. We'll bet. We'll bet. Or at I least ask Lindsay and Laura to help. Right, you. I have my phone with me. Right, yeah. and ask somebody. Yo, you yeah. guys know who Ludacris is? He's coming. Give me something. Yeah. Give me something other than his watch. You know, I'd Duh. have like a whole page printed out for you. Right, would be so good. I mean, other than being a great rapper, he's also been in uh, Fast and the Furious. He's also been on Law and Order. And he's an actor. Yeah, Which is I am. So.
Yeah, shout out to Luda. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Slowly. You die. So much. Are you? You know, George, with you not being here on Wednesday, I think we're going to have Clinton Yates in on Wednesday. There'll be plenty of this song airing on Wednesday as we'll be talking oh, about yeah. Julian the Gutsigeri. Come on, you got to hit that high note, dude. You got to hit that high note. No, never. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. I need your love. It's a great song. God it is a great song. I'm just not uh, not feeling the vibe right now. Me. Great song. Great song. Not vibing with it at this moment, though. Why that? Why? I don't know. I don't know. Por qué? I don't know. I think I got a lot of football on the brain, a lot of basketball on the brain. I got a lot of other stuff that's happening. I don't know. Something's not vibing with me, and I love that song. So you need, like, Whoopi Goldberg in uh, Sister Act type of music. Oh, okay. All right. Sister Act. Like, Ooh, don't they sing shout in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little more energetic, yeah. Okay. But I like the song. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it didn't sound like you liked it. No, I just didn't actually. like it right now. Yeah. Um, you know what is also something people don't like around here? Tell me. The Raiders getting embarrassed by the Colts and Jeff Saturday in his first ever game, having never coached college or pro ever before in his dude, life. Dude, dude, when your quarterback goes to the post-game press conference. And basically and, calls people out. And is crying. We yeah. have that. You want me to play it? Oh, yeah. let's hear this. Yeah. We got to hear this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I love I love Josh. I love the car. I love our coaches. Um, they've had nothing but success, you know. Way more success than I've ever had, you know. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry. Derek, um, you know, I'm, oh, sorry. Continue. To finish that, sorry for being emotional. <laughs> I'm Dog. just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice. What we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort. Pisses me off. Pisses a lot of guys off. It's more extra than Cappy. Knowing what some guys are doing. Like I said, just to practice what they're putting in their body just to sleep at night. Like, just so we can be there for each other. 
And I wish everybody in that room felt the same way about this place. And as a leader, that pisses me off. Mm. If I'm being honest. Loved it. You did? Yep. What did you love about it? Well, look, to me, I've always said I really appreciate Derek Carr and and what he means to the Raiders organization. Really, bigger than that, to the Raider nation. He cares. This guy puts in his work, and he freaking cares. And the fact that we suck so freaking bad, that's the result of all of this effort. We suck. So he cares. I love that about Derek Carr. The only problem for him is, is that he's part of the problem. He's part of the reason as to why they're no good. Uh, I think he's probably the most constant reason as to why they're not that good. I mean, did you hear the one thing he said? You always talk about passive aggressive. By the way, shouldn't you keep that stuff in-house, though? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like it as a talk show host, but I mean, I'm pretty sure that there are players in his locker room not thrilled with him today. What part uh, of the part maybe. where he talks about like the stuff they put in their body to let them sleep at night? That part? I mean, that stuff is accurate. But I think it's I the other just, part. I think it's the part no, where it's the I wish part everybody about, did it the way we did. Not everybody's you know? on the same page to do it or the, makes the sacrifices, whatever he was alluding to in there. Yeah. Well, um, maybe he's right. Maybe he's not right. The one thing I heard out of that whole thing was this. Hey, I love Josh McDaniels. And by the way, have you ever noticed that Derek loves every coach? Every single coach he taught. I love Rich Bisacci. He's awesome. I love John Gruden. He's great. Hey, Jack Del Rio, man, that guy is awesome. Tony Sperano, I love that guy. Dennis Allen, I love that man. He loves his coaches. He, made a, he, he did have that one little thing, though, he said. He goes, Josh has had way more success than I've certainly had. It almost sounded to me like he was kind of taking a shot, like you had all that success working for Belichick. You had all that success when you had Tom Brady, and you're bringing all of that here like you're trying to recreate it, and we don't have what you guys had. And by the way, we also don't really like you guys talking to us like we're a bunch of robots, like it's just going to work the Belichick way. I feel like he was taking a shot at Josh McDaniels in some ways. Uh, well, he said he loved his coach. I feel like he was taking a shot at his teammates in a lot of ways there. Well, again, here's the problem for Derek Carr. He is part of said problem. He's just an average, middle-of-the-road NFL starting quarterback. By the way, he's going to get done with his career, and he's not going to go to Canton, Ohio, but he's going to have a lot of money, and he's going to have a lot, of, lot to be proud of. To have had a long NFL playing career, you got a lot to be proud of. Just yeah, that listen, he's just not he, that good. I, I'm with you. He He's a great leader, except, well, maybe there. I mean, he certainly showed a lot of leadership qualities last year as we talked about at nauseum. But he's just a good to pretty good quarterback, right? Like, And you have to be a great quarterback in order to succeed more times than not to lead your team to the promised land, to yep. the championship, all yep. that stuff. So I, I think that they need to move on from him, as we've discussed here numerous times. But the Josh McDaniels thing, here's the thing. They're not firing Josh McDaniels. They're still paying Gruden, and they're in a grievance right now with Gruden about how much they have to pay him at this point. They're not going to fire him. Um, and after what, and I believe they're still pay, paying the previous coach, if I recall correctly as well. For an organization that doesn't have a ton of money when it comes to their owner, um, I would say that if I had to guess, they're not going to be willing to... Uh, no, actually, check that. They're not paying someone before Gruden. They're paying Gruden. If they fire McDaniels, they'd have to pay him out after one year. 
and then have to ha- have to hire a new coach. So it means they'd be paying three coaches, which right. they're not going to do. No, and here's here's the other part of this. And Raider fans, look, um, it's not about piling on today. It's just about what is reality. Reality is your quarterback is hysterical crying at a post-game press conference, and whether you think that's funny or you think that that shows that he cares, whatever your perspective on it, it doesn't really matter. It's just the fact of the matter is there he is crying. Okay, and on the other side, there's another press conference happening. By the George. way, we made fun of T.O. forever. There's memes about him still to this that's, day. That's uh, my quarterback. The Tony Romo. Yeah, that's my quarterback. Wait, I have two questions, though. Yeah. So first of all, do you guys find him to be genuine? And second of all, as somebody in the community pointed out, since when does he have a southern accent? Dude, his, he always has had this sound like he's from Texas and he's from, and he's Fresno. from Fresno. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, it I is feel weird. Like it's like way, way, way more twangy than normal. It's just, yeah. it's, it's always I, been his sound. I, I, I remember interviewing him coming out of the draft. He came to Bristol and I talked to him uh, on the our radio show I was doing back then. And I don't remember that. I don't remember that being the tone of his voice. We make fun of, uh, what's his name, Brian Kelly, <laughs> uh, for doing that stuff. Although, I don't know how much they're making fun of Brian Kelly right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it does seem twangy. I'm with you. No, Raider you fan, do me a favor. If you're a Raider fan, can we find older Derek Carr clips? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll find He's to got this, and like, contrast? This, this country boy can survive sound to him. But, yeah. but just the, the bigger part of the story is this, though. He Carr is crying. Yeah. McDaniels, everybody's criticizing McDaniels, and therefore everybody's criticizing Mark Davis, who, by the way, is starting to prove to be kind of a meddling owner like his father was because mm-hmm. he had to go get Gruden. Then the Gruden thing blew up. Then Basaccia takes over, and he wasn't sexy enough, so they got rid of Basaccia to go now out and get Josh McDaniels. Yeah. So, so the story, George, McDaniels, should he be fired? Carr, is it over? And then right. the next part of it is the guy on the other side who won – was working at ESPN last Sunday. Yeah. And, and so you talk about an embarrassing loss, yeah, to, to the guy who's never coached. I don't know if you happen to see yesterday Bill Cower on the CBS pregame show. You oh, he called it, uh, what did he call it? He called it a travesty. Right. Called it an and embarrassment by the way, to the coaching profession. I, I, I'm going to steal this from my guy Frank Isola today on Around the Horn, who I was doing the show with. You know what um, was, you know, last time I checked was uh, Bill Cower, uh, some sort of PA in like I- Davenport, Iowa, that all of a sudden that, you know, he was he should just be granted a TV job. He got a TV job with zero experience. Well, don't you see that for everybody that says it's a travesty that Jeff Saturday was brought from TV to coaching? I say this opens up a whole new realm for NFL owners to consider other people as coaches. If you want to pull somebody like me off the radio to go be the coach of the Chargers, I could do that. That kid who's the coach of the Chargers had one year as the defensive coordinator of the Rams, and he had all that talent, and so he had all those statistics to say he was great. George, I really believe I could do a better job coaching the Chargers right now than the oh, coach they got. No, no, it's true. Moron. Jeff Saturday, <laughs> Jeff Saturday today is a better coach than Josh McDaniels, and he's only coached one game in his life. This opens up a whole new world for guys like us, George. Yeah, I mean, stop. Um, by the way, uh, he did live in Texas, Derek Carr, when his brother went to Houston. I guess he's where he picked so that for up. What, huh? like a couple and he was years? from Bakersfield originally, which is well, uh, you know, yeah. a, a rural area here. Yeah, they don't in speak California. with a twang like that. No, no. But he did. He did. He he did go to school in Texas for a little while. Okay. But I don't remember him sounding like that earlier in his career. Is my point. I mean, I got a clip we could play when we get back. Okay, one clip. 
It's. I mean, this is from when he signed his extension, so like five years ago. Okay, so not that far. Yeah. Right. So, know, but maybe it's, maybe it's a Vegas thing. Because people in the com, in the circle of trust are like, well, he lived in Texas for a couple of years, but a couple of years. I mean, back in the early, two, I mean, that was 15, 16, 17 years ago. He hasn't yeah. lived in Texas since then. <laughs> you think people in, you, y'all think people in, in Vegas talk like that? Is that the I way mean, it there goes? There are some. There are really? some. Not a ton, but there are some. Yeah. Really? There's some cowboys up there, huh? Yeah. And some cowboys in Bakersfield. So. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, Lin, Lindsay's got the clip. We'll have that on the other side. Plus, you know what? Bergman made me get a get rid of a segment we used to do before you, Cappy, called Monday Afternoon Quarterback mm-hmm. with the big games that aren't the Rams, the Raiders, and the Chargers. Yeah. We're going to do that next. Good. Screw you, Bergman. We're doing it. We're back.